Hello, and welcome to episode 23 of the Haiku Chronicle podcast. If you've not listened before, I'm Patricia, your host, and it's lovely to have you here. And to my regular listeners, welcome back. No, you haven't missed one. I've been travelling. I missed a week, and so I don't confuse myself. I've skipped episode 22. For those of you who've not been here before, you might be wondering, what's it all about? Well, it's a podcast in which I share what I'm learning in my endeavour to understand haiku and become a better haiku writer, and I showcase other writers of haiku. And you'll find all the links and resources that I've found helpful on the website, poetryp.com. That's P like the vegetable. Before we get started, I really have to wish William Shakespeare a happy 454th birthday. Mr. Shakespeare, you are responsible for a couple of my all-time favourite plays, Othello and Macbeth. Thank you very much. Now this week's podcast is going to be a little bit different to the norm. It's the breakfast special. Yay! More about that in a moment. First of all, I want to say a big congratulations to Goran, who was our special guest on episode 11. He's been writing some beautiful haiku and recently was featured in the Wild Plum and the Wales Haiku Journal. Congrats, Goran. What an inspiration. Next, for those of you living on the north side of Brisbane, Australia, one of our lovely guests, Giddy Nielsen-Sweep, is starting a haiku group, the Bombora Haiku Group. It's beginning tomorrow, the 24th of April. I know it's a bit short notice, but if you want to join her group, I'm sure you'll be most welcome. You can find her on Google Plus and on Twitter or you can just contact me via the website and I'll put you in touch. Giddy really has been most encouraging to me and if I lived near her, I would definitely join. Now, who has read The Dharma Bums by Jack Kerouac? I finished it just before I headed off on my travels. I'd tried his novel On the Road in the past but I'd really not been able to finish it In fact, if I remember rightly, I barely got started. However, I'd been enjoying his haiku and had read that the Dharma Bums was cram-packed with haiku. So inspired by a quote by John Souter, in which he said, Don't read Kerouac when you're young. Read him as you join that long death march called Steady Employment, then look back. I thought I'd give it a go. I got on with it much better than I thought I would, and definitely better than I had with On the Road. Perhaps age was necessary. A strange longing to go back to my youth and make more of it came upon me. I've long planned a world tour, and now I'm just itching to get on with it. If only I could. Putting aside the attitude towards women, much of the novel was interesting, poetically and historically. A city person, yet a fan of the outdoors myself, I enjoyed the time he spent describing his dalliance with nature and the contrast between that and the time he spent in the city. His characters, who were based on real-life friends, were full-bodied. I enjoyed learning about them and being able to put what he said into an historical context made the read really pleasurable. Within the text I came across a portion that I really wanted to share with you. The character, Jaffe Ryder, Gary Snyder in real life, says the following. 
A real haiku's got to be as simple as porridge, and yet you see the real thing. Like the greatest haiku of them all, probably, is the one that goes, The sparrow hops along the veranda with wet feet, by Shiki. Is this the greatest haiku ever? I don't know myself, but it does fill me with joy. Tell me, what's your favourite haiku? Simple as porridge, a relatively neat segue into today's breakfast special haiku and senryu. Where did the idea come from? I think I may have already said, but I was sitting in the breakfast room, at a hotel in Seville, people-watching as I ate breakfast. The buffet was substantial, and the clientele culturally very mixed. I was interested in the difference between the various cultures in the way they ate their breakfast. Mine was very fruit-based. With a second course on a separate plate, I treated myself to some delicious pastries, washed down with hot chocolate. A continental habit I've picked up since I left the UK. Others took a very different approach and put all their courses on one plate. I wondered why that was. Could it be that it was a time-saver? Or that some people had no idea what they'd picked up, whether they'd chosen savoury or sweet? And so I pondered. I wanted to learn what other cultures ate for their breakfast. And so the breakfast special was born. So let's begin. Here's another first for the Haiku Chronicle podcast. Submissions from twins, Catherine and Veronica. You surely remember Veronica from episode 17. And so to their haiku. First from Catherine. Early morn, wake up. Bacon and eggs on the stove. But where's the coffee? You'll know why I was initially drawn to this when you hear the final haiku for today. On reading it, I really like the use of the question in the final line. It added a new dimension to it. I'm afraid I feel more educational reading coming on. And from Veronica? Cereal in a bowl, forgotten working on a verse, leaves stomach empty. I absolutely know the feeling, although in my case it used to be cereal left because I had to do the school run. It expresses an experience most people can identify with, don't you think? Next, we have a haiku writer new to the podcast, Courtney O'Banion. She's based in the US and currently a stay-at-home mum who plans to go back to teaching literature and writing when her youngest son starts school. I asked her about her thoughts on the haiku form. You see, her submitted haiku had taken the 575 form, and I was interested to know if she'd ever experimented. And she replied, I typically am a traditionalist in that regard. However, as a writer of haiku and senryu, I enjoy non-traditional approaches to the form, and I'm not a stickler when it comes to content. I see the 575 syllabic restriction as a frame that dictates and inspires the poem. It's the beginning and the end of the poem. For me, the goal is to simultaneously make the frame beautiful and make the reader forget it's there. Like a designer uses a mannequin. I can hang only so much on the frame before the piece becomes gaudy or overwrought. I also enjoy playing with sounds in my haiku, which is hard to pull off with such a tight structure, without coming across as pedantic or sentimental. We virtually discussed this haiku. This is the original. 
Brown toast crumbs fall from the blue bud unfurling in the shiny white plate. I could easily see the toast crumbs falling from the bud, both metaphorically and in actuality. It was superbly visual for me. And after our interaction, Courtney revisited her haiku and sent me this. On the plate, the blue bud unfurls, toast crumbs. Which I think I actually prefer, because I can exercise my imagination a little more, yet I get the same result. But I'd be interested to know, what do you think? And here's another of Courtney's haiku. Chatter of boys at the breakfast table, squirrels and birds at the feeder. I felt I was sitting at her table, half listening to the chatter of the boys and enjoying the view through the window to the feeder. I could feel Courtney's love of both her family and nature coming through very strongly. Can you? If you'd like to read more from Courtney, you can find a link to her chapbook, Abundance, on the show notes, as well as details of her website and ways to contact her. Now we're off to Australia to visit Giddy. I've never tried Vegemite, but a couple of my children have spent time in Australia and tell me it's very like Marmite, a staple in the UK, which you either love or hate. I love it. Australia, an iconic breakfast, Vegemite on toast. And here we join Giddy at the breakfast table. Marmalade jam, a favourite on toast. Coffee aroma. Last but not least, off to South Africa. I read this one-line haiku on Google Plus and asked Gabri Ricotti if I could use it. Happily, he agreed. It wasn't written on the topic of breakfast, but it reminded me of walking up to my mum and dad's house on a Sunday morning after I'd left home. And there would always be a traditional full Irish breakfast on the go with a very strong bacon aroma. So this touched my heart. Morning stroll. There is bacon in the air. Now for me, actually I found this challenge quite a difficult one, so I really appreciate everyone who joined me in the challenge. I thought about countering Giddy's Vegemite with a Marmite-related haiku, but nothing was coming to me. Eventually, after much consideration, I went with these, which I know need work. Sunday morning bike ride to the baker's. Apricot blossoms. I wrote this because once the weather improves enough, that is, the snow disappears, I love to ride my bike, and as a special treat on a Sunday, my partner and I ride to the next village, where we buy ourselves a pastry treat and come home and eat it with apricot jam. Croissant crumbs cover the patio. Ant, ant, ant. That's it. Thanks so much for joining me this week. I've loved receiving and reading all the haiku submissions for this breakfast challenge. Thanks so much to all my hygiene. Next challenge, memories. Deadline, May the 23rd. So please get writing. You'll find my email via the Poetry P website, where you'll also find the links mentioned in the podcast, on the show notes. Please let me know what you think of the podcast, and if you have feedback for my lovely guests, please send me an email. I'll see you back here next Monday. Take care till then.